Coffee and a Notepad, where we talk about all things yeah. business, entrepreneurship, and creating success on your own terms. My name is Kiafa Hall. I'm your host of the show. And today I am joined by my good friend, Antoinette. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good, good to see you. Antoinette and I go back to our college days as uh, CUNY Baruch Bearcats Mm -hmm. running around on the third floor. (laughs) That's where our club area was, um, thinking that we were ready to take over the world. So it's really good to kind of reconnect with you and see what what we've grown up to be, what we've become, uh, how successful we are. So thanks so much for joining me today. You're welcome. I'm surprised you remember it was the third floor. I don't even have that recall. So (laughs) I I remember it was the third floor because that's probably where I spent most of my time. Definitely Um, not in class. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If I wasn't on a third floor, um, room I was definitely in the region somewhere in government um or hiding on the second floor in the advisor's office so yeah <laughs> classrooms not really my place but okay. anything about clubs and organization I probably had it down pat cool cool Great. yeah that's a while ago now uh, it, thank you for having me yeah, well, thank you for having me join your podcast. I'm excited to talk to you about all of these things that I've been doing and, you know, all the amazing work that you've been doing as well with your company and your podcast. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks so much. So before we get into our topic for the day, I always like to ask my guests a little warm-up question. So if this was the last day that you were here on this earth, uh, what would be the thing that you would want to be remembered for? Um, I would want to be remembered as a good person. And I know that a lot of people would say the same things. But for me, it's do I have good relationships with the people that are near and dear to my heart? I think that sometimes when we think about being good, we envision doing charitable work or being celebrated in this way where you're well known for a thing. And while I think I'm a motivated person and I juggle a lot of hats, I think for me, if I don't have my family life isn't peaceful. Um, you know, one day I hope to have a husband and have kids. If I don't have a good foundation in what it means to build community, mm-hmm. then I think that I would not have done my job. I would not have contributed something to this earth. So for me, it's about having meaningful and loving relationships so that I might not be famous, but I've impacted the people closest to me so that they can go on and, and be great themselves. That's amazing. I think that that's a really good one. I'm glad that it's it's something that seems so simple at the core, right? Like just be a good human. Yeah. Because um, uh, I think that that's what matters at the end of the day. You're not all the riches and the goals are gonna fade right. away, pass hands. But uh, what is that quote? People may not remember who you are, but they will remember the things you do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're, being a good person is going to help people be touched by you by some way. And yeah. I will attest, you are already a good person. So you're on, oh, the, on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I do want to get back to that juggling of multiple hats. We met up a couple of weeks ago uh, and was just talking about all of the different things that we have going on. I'm sure we're not unique in having to wear multiple hats, being in a bunch of different organizations, doing a lot of work, promoting a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, it's also important, like, if you are running your own business, um, you have to be mindful that there really is only 24 hours in a day, yes. seven days yes. in a week. Um, <clears throat> and it's hard to get it all done. So uh, for my guest, Antoinette owns Boar Media, which is uh, by her own rules media. Uh, I'll let you t- talk a little bit about your business um, mm-hmm. and how that came about. Well, it really goes back to our group days. Uh, honestly, when I graduated, I majored in marketing communications. Um, and with that degree, there were so many avenues I could have gone down. I could have gone the journalist route. I could have become a publicist, um, marketing um, specifically, and just anything under that umbrella. But when I graduated, I experienced, like so many other people, uh, the housing market crash um, hit the economy. And so we went into a recession. And, you know, we did know people that were kind of like in the media space already. But I think that that was the opportunity for me to kind of like start something of my own in a, a in in the mindset that maybe I could build up a portfolio and then pivot and took those learnings to a corporate job, whether that was PR, marketing, you know, media, whatever, you know, under the umbrella of things I just mentioned. So I actually started an entertainment website where I was talking more about artists because at the time I was interning at a record company. I love music. I took up singing vocal classes when I was younger. And I don't know if you even remember this, but I remember entering into a talent show where I did sing and I didn't win, but there was like a, I had to show talent, I had to model, I had to dance, all those kind of things. And so I love, love, love music. Music, anything creative was like my outlet. Writing was one of them, but writing came naturally to me so that I didn't think it was like a talent at the time. Music mm-hmm. was like, if I could work in the music industry, that would be it. And I could not get a job for the life of me. So I said, <laughs> okay, I have this opportunity to create a, a media website that talked about artists when they were you know, launching their albums and music was also changing it was at the point where pod not podcasts um ipods were coming out so music Mm -hmm. was also going digital and i was Mm -hmm. in that space as this new you know about to graduate college and i don't have a job lined up and what the opportunities look like for me so i won't go into all of the details but long story short i launched an entertainment platform where i learned about digital media i learned about digital marketing i was covering a lot of different things and then i would ultimately use that and pitch myself to a um, events marketing company or a marketing position within an, an events company um, because I had done all of those things that I they needed assistance with. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that was more around being a content marketer, developing content to market, promote the events. And with a media platform, I had already been doing that myself. I was learning it from scratch. 
So it was actually called Cotton Candy because it was this idea around indulging tooth <laughs> and music was that thing. And then it merged into more of a pop culture thing because that's what people wanted to learn mm-hmm. more about. It wasn't until years later that I kind of rebranded and I was like, that doesn't speak to me anymore. I don't really keep want to keep up with all of these celebrity things. The music industry had changed. I was no longer in love with this idea of working in the industry because from my experience as an intern, it seemed to me like it was toxic. It was a lot of work, a lot of stress for little pay. And mm-hmm. I'm not an individual that um, need to be adjacent to celebrities or people of importance to feel important. I was never good at pretending to be about that. So mm-hmm. I wasn't going to last very long in a very superficial industry, mm-hmm. but I was developing the skills. Um, and so I pitched myself and then, but I needed to do this rebranding because cotton candy sounded like a, a kitty thing. <laughs> at this point it served its purpose yeah but I, now i'm a grown woman i'm a little bit more secure in like the direction i want to go in which was marketing mm-hmm. digital marketing and i started doing helping people promote their small businesses and things that they were doing on social media so i wanted to i, I created cotton candy media and then i was like it still sounds too juvenile for me and I'm like, but I need to create a name that feels right. It wasn't just relaunching the website, cottoncandy.com, mm-hmm. but it was relaunching the, this company now that I formed. And I said, oh, I, I brainstormed a bunch of names. I'm like, what is me? But it shouldn't be my name. And I'm like, well, by our own rules. Because at this point, <laughs> I had created the career I wanted by dabbling and doing so many things that I did it my way, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I thought of by her own rules, I was like, that's me. But it could also be any other woman that felt like she didn't necessarily walk that, the straight line of what her path was supposed to be. She discovered who she was. She uh, tailored her approach to her, either that was her career or her personal life, she did it her way. So it wasn't just about me. It was going to a brand that spoke to other people. Yeah. That you hear the name, you can see yourself in the brand. So from by her own rules, relaunching the website where I was now creating content that was more focused around personal professional development. I did still do some pop culture things, but what I did was pull from women in entertainment who could inspire the everyday girl. Yeah. By doing it their way. Again, so there was this theme. And then I'm like, well, the by, the B, the H, the O, the R. I'm going to make that the name of the company. And I was like, it sounds like Bore. It's going to be Bore Media. Got it. And that's I love- how Bore came about. Long story short, my, that was my journey. But that's how it all came about. Well, I, I appreciate that, right? Because I think sometimes people believe like, their destination is going to be their final destination. Mm -hmm. You launch your business and that's it. Like it's, that's what it's going to be forever and ever. Amen. Right. And that wasn't your experience, right? You use what you were passionate about and took an opportunity based on the economy Mm -hmm. to get your foot in one door and Mm -hmm. then continue to learn and adapt and use different passions to get into other doors and right. then use your your interests uh in other ways so i think it-
it's it's helpful to hear like start deciding doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be your final destination and the way you start isn't what you're going to look like five years from now 10 years from now but I think what I love is the fact that there were so many things that you were passionate about and you didn't sit in just one space so now you have bore media how are music what I heard was music, maybe a little bit of candy or sweet toothish things yeah, indulgence. with uh, yeah. cotton candy. Um, your interest in supporting women um, being able to be empowered on their own and to make their own way. Uh, digital media, uh, website development, uh, personal development. There are a lot of things. There's, that you a, there's a lot more under that for sure. <laughs> so yeah. how does that shape for you? Um, Bore Media and the work that you're doing as someone who is pretty multi-passionate? So going back to the multi-passionate thing, I'm still very much like that today. Mm-hmm. So in addition to Bore Media, the company uh, doing marketing, consulting, and strategy, I work for a um, mid to large um, marketing agency within New York City doing essentially marketing strategy as well. Um and I also still publish articles on byherownrules.com and, mm-hmm. you know, still try to keep the community as active as possible. You know, even though I'm not as involved or hands-on and busy as I used to be with all of those things, I still try to engage the women that I've cultivated that community with so that they don't, I don't leave them hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, and even within my own um, business. Uh, I work more predominantly with women of color, Black women who are also launching small businesses and they don't have the huge budgets to pay um, an agency. So they'll pay an individual like myself who can help them with that. But in addition to that, when I work with my agency, I'm, you know, my title is I'm a planner. I'm a senior integrated planner, which means I use content. I help clients um, leverage insights, use content to go to market in different distribution channels. So that's predominantly digital, um, podcasts, websites, email, social. So I'm still very much this dabbler in do not put me in a box. I refuse <laughs> to be put in a box. And every time I've been given work where someone wants to position me as a specialist in one space, I always fight it. Being a generalist is really what I am. I'm a marketing generalist. I've become more competent in other specialties. If I did choose, I could specialize in certain functions at a time, but I enjoy having my like options. Mm. The fact that I still work a job where I do marketing and I have my agency, because again, from that housing market crash, what I've learned is I got to have multiple things going on mm-hmm. to keep money coming in. And, you know, we're feeling it even today with the economy a bit unstable coming, you know, bouncing from COVID. It's not what it used to be. And then um, with inflation, um, a lot of people are predicting the, the the market to crash again. I hope that does not happen. But what I learned um, in 2008 was 
have multiple things going on. So you're able to pivot. And I'm constantly trying to like massage mus- different muscles and different skills so that I keep myself marketable. So if you keep me in a box, I rebel against that. So I'm still very much that way today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I answered your question specifically, but I do love to juggle hats because I feel like it keeps me fresh. It keeps me alert. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me in competitive to some of the newer people coming into the market that, you know, the influencer, the Gen Z's, they're so, they're much more tech savvy than even us millennials are. So I have to keep up with all of the latest and the greatest just to keep marketable and to help my clients. So I do not put me in a box. (laughs) No boxes for Tony. (laughs) Yes, I get it. For real. <laughs> Living by your own rules. I hear you by your own rules. I know you did answer the question, right? Because uh, what I really wanted to get to is the fact that there you are uh, using your passions in different ways in order to create opportunities for yourself. And um, I think it's refreshing to hear you don't have to just know one thing. There's a lot of times where I think people are struggle to understand the value and the importance of transferable skills. Oh, yeah. Um, I've talked to you about, you know, my, my career path and it was absolutely right um and the things that I was hired to do were never the things that were the most important or the most influential in where I am today and mm-hmm. what I know in order to be successful on my own so uh yeah being able to kind of dip in and and dive into different spaces I think is really helpful um, but I do yeah. wonder how does that impact focus when it comes to your business you mentioned still trying to you mentioned still trying to like keep your community going and stay connected but i would assume if you are focused in one area for too long by your own choice it's hard to keep your your eyes on something else oh I, i will agree with that for sure that's the downside of being a juggler um your time is um, split between multiple things and you have a lower attention span to any single individual task at hand because you're used to, at least for me, I'm used to doing so many things at the same time that I have to sometimes shut my phone down, get out of multiple tabs, and force myself to focus on the task at hand. And that's something that I've not recently tried to implement, but I think recently I've become more aware how important that is. Mm. Because I've always dabbled in so many different things, um, I'm not good at delegating. And that's Mm. something that I've learned about myself. I hate relinquishing control of certain things because I've developed this the way that I do things. <laughs> even though I'm usually looking at multiple things at a time, I'm still very much um, detail-oriented in dotting the I's and crossing the T's. I just don't have enough time in a day to dot all the I's and cross all the T's. Right. But I struggle with relinquishing control to some degree and delegating because if it's not done to where I can trust that it's done well, I do not delegate. I'll do it myself. So to answer your question, I think, yes, 
you have to, especially when you become more senior in your career mm-hmm. and you're trying to scale your business, you have to hire people. You're going to mm-hmm. have to let go of all the nooks and crannies because you want to do it and you trust your own judgment. You're going to have to then become good at teaching someone else. Yes. And letting them mess up because if because they need to do what you had to do yeah. to get to where you see it all. Yeah. So that you can just focus if let's say using growing a bit the business. And that's kind of where I'm at, I am too. If your focus needs to be in going to events, speaking to uh, people who could potentially become clients, speaking to people who could potentially become investors, you don't, you can't be home doing all the administrative work. Somebody yeah. else has to do that. Yeah. So you're gonna have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable to grow, and that has been the struggle for me because. If I can't see the dots and not the, the, the dots and the T's, I get nervous. <laughs> I'm still learning that, but I yeah. agree that if you have your hand in too many pots, you're going to miss something. As, as detail oriented as I can be at, at a single task, something's getting left behind. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's so true, and I'm glad. <laughs> like. I, I hear it all the time. So, you know, that I do a lot of uh, operations management yeah. and it's difficult when people like to hold on to information. They like to hold <laughs> yeah. on. Oh, yeah. well, let's work on this together. I don't I don't want to sit with you to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to learn to to let go. You have to trust individuals and they're never going to do it like you. Right. So it's oh, always yeah. good yeah. to to start to build up that that idea it it it's not yours like this thing the task isn't yours yeah the vision is yours right yeah. and so right. you can still yeah. give feedback on the vision you can still shape it mm-hmm. by shaping the individuals that's doing the work but it is yeah. hard because it's hard when, when you've dreamt it when it's been in your head for, yeah. for however long you want to watch it grow you want to yes. be the one to water you it, want to nourish it. Over and then and over. You also have to have the patience to want to teach someone else. Yeah. I don't have the patience. <laughs> um, ironically, I've taught courses. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing. I'm uh, adjunct <laughs> professor. I, you know, I might be doing another adjunct professoring this year, but I have to see how my schedule works out. <laughs> I will teach a course, mm-hmm. but if it's time to sit down and teach an, a single individual how I do the work that I do, and, mm-hmm. and I need to you to turn it around in, let's say, 72 hours. It's hard for me to sit there and teach you because in my mind, I go, I could just finish this in two days as opposed to the three yeah. that it's going to take you. Right. Yeah. And so I you also have to have patience in teaching somebody else to do what you had to learn to do. And to your point. They, 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 they shouldn't have to do it your way for it to still be good work because sometimes yeah. in they in, in their own way of thinking and doing something, they can actually bring new ideas to the table. So you also have to open the doors for that. It doesn't, it, it, it can't always just be how you want it, even though you think you've got this phenomenal idea. Sometimes you have to uh, be willing to be humbled 
Mm. Um, like, you know, and sometimes my day to day, we'll have brainstorming sessions and then we'll think, you know, I might think I have a great idea. You go, you go into those meetings and you say your idea and then someone chops and screw it up. Mm-hmm. And then they insert new ideas. And by the time the, the you know, the meeting's over, your idea has been forgotten. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't so great, but it was great to you. Yeah. So you have to be okay to, to get constructive criticism, um, feedback, to, um, you know, refine what you've done so that it can grow and become better. And, and somebody might even build a framework that you didn't even think of because it's, even better because they had to fail at it first to come up with a new idea yeah and and also be open to the support right like that is like being able if you're going to double you're going to be in different places and nurture different uh ideas that you also Mm -hmm. have to be open to the support of those that are able to continue to water that when you're not around Um, exactly yeah so yeah, so your challenge for yourself is delegation and patience. yeah and patience. <laughs> patience. But what are some good things that have come out of uh Bora Media because of your multi-passionate positioning? Um I I I launched a career in corporate America essentially. Um I am a strategist because I had to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had that mindset of pivoting mm-hmm. to different kind of marketing and different channels if I didn't start that. Um, I did not know that me starting a website would open up so many doors for me, but I think that that was like some of the benefits of starting board. Also, helping women of color, helping black women. Um there are a handful of women that have followed me throughout the years, even when I'm not as active and I'm not doing as many webinars or events and things that I used to, they show up, they'll pop up every now and then, right? To check on me, check in, or if they see me share something, I'm promoting an event right now um, for um, HR managers or HR executives giving um um, advice or coaching tools for people who are either looking to pivot in their careers or go or uh, get promoted or use their skills and transfer it over into a new um, industry entirely. So I'm promoting an event. And some of the people that's popped up, my God, I didn't think you were still following, you know, kept up <laughs> with me. But that's been the beauty. Um, and I think that I could be doing more for the, some of these women. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I've been able to build some community as outside of just creating a career for myself, but also keep that kind of going yeah. um, and helping other black women. So yeah, I think that's some of the positives. That's good. Yeah. How do you decide what are you going to keep your eye on at the moment? You mentioned uh, that part of it is nurturing this community. Another part of it is doing the actual strategy development with these larger firms before it was uh, mixing in some of that pop culture mm-hmm. updates and engagement. So as someone who you know wants to make sure that you don't stay in a box, mm-hmm. um, how do you know what thing you want? How do you make the decision of what you want to focus on at this moment? Well, is it is it just by your feeling? Is it just by like timing? What What's the driving force for you? I think 
some of it is my own passions. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people that follow me, they fit within a demographic that also look like me. And I always tell people that oftentimes when a person starts a business, it's because they're solving a problem for themselves first. Mm-hmm. I needed to create an outlet, a platform, so I could get a job later, right? The topics that I was talking about, even though it was entertainment, it was artists, and it was um, it was really the artists that I, I liked. Mm-hmm. And so I cultivated a community of women that looked like me. Um, if I look at my analytics right now, they're in, they're mostly millennials um, and mostly black, and live in um, cities, predominantly New York City. So I started by solving a problem for myself. Most businesses will do that. As yeah. you grow, you need to conduct um, market research to actually find um, more people that they, they might not necessarily look like you, but they have similar interests. So. Um, what I'm trying to say is they, I, it's ideas that I come up with because I think that it will resonate because mm-hmm. some of these women are in the same age group. We grew up on the same, uh, within the same culture. We grew up on the same music. Uh, a lot of things that uh, are nostalgic now, like 90s R&B mm-hmm. and some of the hip hop artists that we grew up on or whatever, that will also resonate. But what yeah. I do pay attention to is what the data is telling me. Because content, um, I did say I took, I had a, you know, majored in media marketing communications and writing was naturally, came natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to write short stories and then because my, that creative part of my brain, I think it's the left side of your brain with music, copywriting is natural. But what copywriting does, if you do it in a digital space, it gives you analytics it starts to tell you what people engage with, mm-hmm. um, what topics resonate. If you, if, if I share content on career development, it gets low views and low. <laughs> if I share more of that sensational or, you know, maybe a Beyonce concert or a picture image or a celebrity thing, it'll get more traction, but that it will get more traction because that's already a sensational thing. Yeah, I find that I had to I'm starting to transition my audience out of just the entertainment stuff. And I'm seeing less hits on more of the workshops and the webinars. Mm. But that's where I'm going. That's where I want it to go. Or I may have to create a separate segment of my business catered to those women and still find room for the people who I'm not, I'm not coming to the webinar, but I will come to a book club or I will come to that event. So I'm still trying to figure it out as I'm growing. Some of them are growing with me, but then I'm also attracting people that they don't really look like me. So yeah, part of it is shared interest and what you really want your business to um, business's mission and vision to be. But you have to pay attention to what your audience is also telling you through data. And so that's yeah. what I do to tell inform myself anyway of what I need to be paying attention to. Yeah, it's it's uh it's important. I I love the fact that you're saying like you have things that you care about. You love yeah. music clearly. Mm-hmm. Um but if it's not serving you, it's not serving your business, it's not serving your community at that moment, mm-hmm. you need to move to something different. There right. are some people who will 
stubbornly say, this is something that I love. This is what yeah. I want to do. This is my idea. This is my vision yeah. and stick to it mm-hmm. regardless of what anybody else is saying. Right. Do you believe that there's also room for being successful doing that as well? Well, um, if the business serves a specific like product or service, mm-hmm. then if you're struggling to um, sell that idea or product, then that means to me that you have not done enough market research. Mm. Um, you can't stay stagnant. You're not going to grow. Um, sometimes you'll start a business and it serves one need. And then again, as the time passes, as your core audience grow up, they don't want that anymore. You're attracting yeah. other people. Yeah. So it's important for you to be able to pivot in your mindset. Like, again, and when you do market research, they'll tell you, you think your audience is one thing. Usually your audience is their segments of yeah. groups of people. And you've got to pay attention to that because maybe you have a product and or service that caters to each market or segment within your overall market. But you've got to want to invest the time, money and energy in understanding that, because if you don't, then your business will continue to struggle because you're not serving the market. You're serving yourself mm-hmm. um, for, for for organizations that are like nonprofit organizations that are mission driven. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times that out, that's out of a passion. Um, that's out of um, somebody saying, I, I, this is goodwill, this is good work. But for a business to grow, <laughs> it can't, you want to stick as close to your mission and your vision and the, the core values of what you say your business stands for. That's a part of like branding, um, brand development. Mm-hmm. So you can't stray too far away unless you're restructuring the entire business. You know, you can't stray too far away of what you say you do. But you've yeah. got to be open to the idea that, okay, your audience will grow up. They will become the, you know, my uh, baby boomers. You're phasing them out. Your your <laughs> audience, your business now has to consider what's what's under boom baby boomers. Is it Gen X? Gen X. They, they call themselves the uh, the forgotten generation. People just go from boomers yeah, we to don't millennials. Remember them. <laughs> we really don't remember them because mil- at millennial, our demographic, we saw the most change in technology boom, and we are yeah. the yeah. most able to pivot between two worlds. Yeah, and we everyone just forget about them. But um, <laughs> now the Gen Z is behind us, critiquing <laughs> us because uh, they they can't stand us. But um, oh, the babies, you have to think like that. Life happens, right? Trends happened. The COVID impacted a lot of business ability to survive and remain sustainable. So do you keep doing it the same way or do you pivot with what the market's telling you? So I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. You have to be open-minded though. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. Um, Are there things that... um, you've been passionate about from the time that you launched your business to now mm-hmm. that you have decided I'm going to continue to be passionate about this thing. This is something that I love, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily fit with my business and where it's going. <laughs> and how do you still nurture that passion outside of your business mm-hmm. separate from your business itself? 
Interesting question, because I have a hard time separating the two. Okay. Um, I think for me, is I touched on it a little bit. It's not changing the business per se, or I'm, I'm passionate about something that, I want to make sure that I'm repeating it right. I'm still passionate about something that what no longer serves the business. Correct. Um, it, it may have informed the business at some point, but it no longer serves the business. Um, and now you're like, that, yeah, it ahead. goes back to that whole audience change thing. Got it. I started out in entertainment media. And sometimes to keep like my social media pages active and website active, I would still sometimes serve that mm-hmm. um, interest. But yeah. that's not what I wanted, where I wanted to go. Ultimately, what I want by her own rules to do or become is a platform that organizes webinars. It's a platform that offers women, especially black women community. Mm-hmm. It's a book club. It's uh, events, uh, networking events. It is um, personal development. It is whether that you are into health and fitness, it is maybe a yoga um, retreat. Yeah. It is it is all of the ways that you are bettering yourself personally and professionally. It is therapy. But the audience are still very much some um, people who might not be interested in that. They just want to come to the page or come to the um, the website and get the thing that is, the, they'll laugh, they love that. It was a great read, but they exit out. Yeah. So for me, it's more about the audience. I'm still passionate about helping women, mm-hmm. but I I have to figure out which type of women or conduct my own market research in reading, reaching the right kinds of women who, what I'm saying, the things that I want to do will serve. Yeah. Um, still love all, all, all the women, but I recognize <laughs> that I can't be everybody's everything. Yeah. I am, um, I guess I would say that I'm more of, I'm a corporate, I'm a working professional woman. Mm. I I'm not a mother and I'm not a wife, but that is where my mindset is. I'm building yeah. community. I'm building legacy. I'm building family. I'm trying to get more money. I got to you know, make investments. I'm trying to make moves. That's the group of women that I feel like I can better serve because I understand them. Yeah. And if everyone else taps in and out, they like this web, one article, they like this one event, they don't, they're not going to be um, loyalist of the brand. But I can serve them too. But I think for me, where the business is going is what resources can I offer these women that they improve themselves, whether they are in a career space that they don't want to be in and they want to pivot to something Mm -hmm. else? What does that look like? That's exactly why I'm partnered with this event about um, career coaching. Yeah. Because for me, is we're not Dumbro girls anymore. We're not doing... (laughs) Uh, chicken noodle soup, noodles and noodles, five dollars. No, we're not those girls anymore. Right. We are six figures. We are business minded. We are getting all the tools that are even our parents didn't get. Talking about therapy and being emotionally intelligent and developing good um, um, communication skills, the baby boomers and even some of them Gen X's missed a lot of that. And I think millennials, <laughs> especially younger millennials and even the Gen Z's behind us, they're like, yeah, we need that. It's, we need to talk about those things. 
because it's why some of us are messed up. Yeah. Right. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm looking to elevate our thinking. I'm looking to get resources and tools to help us better do that so that our kids won't need to go to therapy as much as we might (laughs) so that's kind of where I'm at so for me it's not the passion the Mm -hmm. passion is still there it is identifying the right market that I need to serve for where I want the brand to go so you are you are finding focus inside of your passions yes exactly exactly yeah I love the way you said that (laughs) Do you have any pieces of advice? I'm, I got my notepad over here. I'm taking notes. Any piece of advice for someone else who might be multi-passionate mm-hmm. and is finding themselves struggling with managing that, that, that passion in their business? This is a hard question because I, I, like, I love to dibble and dabble. <laughs> and some people would say, you got to specialize in something. Oh, niche. Go ahead and find your niche. Find your niche, right. Mm -hmm. I would say it's good to learn different skills, have different jobs. Mm -hmm. But I would say be strategic in that they should complement each other. Acquire Mm -hmm. skills that will keep you marketable. Um, Right now, I'm actually starting to get more into media planning. Mm -hmm. I'm a planner of integrated marketing strategy but media planning specifically is more about media buying knowing how to distribute media spend and allocating for ad spends within Mm -hmm. different channels but that's more around advertising that is complementary to be me being a strategist and able to apply website content website copy to a uh, uh, to a website or a campaign Mm -hmm. landing page apply all of that stuff to social media and different types of social media and what content works in this channel if i can tailor that with knowing how to run advertising and distribute money and and cost per clicks and how to decipher that information that is a complementary skill. I could package that. Yeah. So for me, it is, you can specialize in a different, uh, a particular function or job function, but be okay with moving on to something else that might not be the same exact thing, but it's going to be a complementary skill. So specialize short-term to acquire all of the skills. So long-term, you can do five jobs if you need it. And I feel like that is where we're going in the job market. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing with me. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so excited to have talked to you. If anybody else wants to know how to connect with By Her Own Rules Media with you, see what's going on, how can they do that? Um, it's really easy. Another thing I've done, thank God, was brand myself around the net. So <laughs> Bore Media, B-H-O-R Media is Bore Media on Instagram, Bore Media on Twitter, Bore Media on Facebook, Bore Media on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that's no longer Bore Media is the website because that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> it's theboremedia.com, um, T-H-E-B-H-O-R media.com. Um, and again, same with by her own rules, by her own rules, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Facebook group, LinkedIn. I'm pretty consistent by her own rules at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> as far as the Bore Media Gmail, boremedia LLC at gmail.com. I'm pretty consistent. Got You'll be it. able to find me um, to get in touch, whether you need consulting, whether you need uh, have a story idea for buyerogles.com. Um, I'm not so much into picking my brain conversations at this big age. Mm-hmm. But if you would love love to consult, there's a, a, a 15, 25 minute free consult and everything else you pay for. But I am open to having conversations if you feel stuck in your journey. Got it. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> so good to see you. I'm we'll be in touch after this, but uh, I appreciate it. And maybe you should take a trip back to Baruch. Go visit the third floor. See ya. Uh, I'll remember the layout. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna love that part. She's not into picking brain at this big age. We grew up with this. We done, we done, we done those so that's things, a whole you know? other episode. We trying that's to that's another episode out. of and even if you're gonna pick a brain, there's a strategic way to do that. But there's another that's another topic. Hey. Oh. That's another uh, catch us on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.